go to your website so I can read. I want to actually read what it says there. I think I have it memorized, but I want to make sure I've got it right. Dwight Bain, national speaker, correct? Mm, yep. Author. I do that. Executive coach. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. that's what it says at the top of your website. But on Twitter, it says you're a jazz enthusiast. Oh, very much so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, real jazz. Not, 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 not. I like smooth jazz. Okay, I don't but, like smooth jazz. It makes me sick yeah, to my stomach. It's okay, but but when I say jazz, I mean real jazz, like Charlie Parker. Okay. Um, I mean, going back to Miles Davis, nineteen thirties, nineteen forties jazz. Thank real you. Jazz. For, thank you for clarifying that because when I think of jazz, I think of smooth jazz, and it makes me feel a little icky. Um, <laughs> you know, we call, you know, we call that in counseling, we call that the Kenny G effect. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason um, you feel icky in your stomach is because it makes you feel like you're on an elevator that is plummeting into the depths of the earth. <laughs> it and also that's the says, music they play as you fall. It also says on your Twitter page that you are a reader. Yeah. So like, what are you reading right now? So I'm reading a book called Creating Magic by Lee Cockrell. He was the um, vice president underneath Al Weiss at the Walt Disney Company as he reinvented from a management style into a leadership style so that Disney would be an incredibly fun place to go and a fun place to work. And they have about a 5% per year employee retention um, loss um, or about 5% of employees leave every year. And when you have 79,000 employees, the single largest employment uh, site in the United States is in my backyard in, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to study wow. what this guy did because, I mean, there's people that, you know, work in housekeeping or janitorial or they drive a bus mm-hmm. and 95% of them stay and they love it and they tell their friends about it. And, 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 and here's a guy that most people have never heard of. And so that's, uh, that's what I'm reading, uh, this week. And, and then, um, I just like to read a book or two a week, and yeah. And Lee's an interesting guy. I've never met him, but I've uh, I know so many people that worked under him because he, he retired not long ago. Started the Disney Institute, and I just love to learn from people like that. Yeah, when you get a chance to be with great people, interesting people, intelligent people, people like Dwight, um, it's always a good idea to, to say, "What are you reading?" Because they are always reading something. And then it just is this amazing, it's a crazy, amazing conversation starter. Because when you get with somebody and you say, what are you reading? Or you, if, they don't, if they're not reading anything, you could say, well, let me tell you what I'm reading. Because then you start talking about thoughts, concepts, Ooh, and ideas yeah. instead of talking about people, which is boring 
or, you know, just talking about what you, what you did when you were shopping, which is just also kind of boring what you saw on TV. It's so fun Ooh, just to you know say, what, you what could, are you, you reading? Could, you could combine those. You could say, you know, instead of talking about, you know, Kanye and Kim, you could say, I was shopping at the same place with Kanye and Kim, and we all yeah. had a conversation about how little we know if we don't read. <laughs> hey! So it's always good to ask smart, intelligent, interesting people, great people, what you're reading. So thanks for starting with that. I just want Dwight to have the freedom whenever he's on the show um, where we all are sitting at our imaginary table. We're at a coffee shop and we're just, we're friends and we all struggle and we know we all have messy things in our past, but we have so much beauty in our past also. And we have, we have Christ, you know, Dwight and I have Christ and maybe you don't, but that's okay. Sit at this table, sit at our table because we just want to talk about him and about ideas and about beauty and pain and life. So, um, Dwight, what, you know, I, I got your coffee, Dwight, just the way you like it. All right, you see, yeah, so you got the coffee just the way I like it. That's good. So, um, I do like to read, and there's this wonderful book that a uh, little magazine that comes out every month that I've gotten since I was probably at least in college, if not, you know, before then I read my parents. And it's called The Reader's Digest, right? And most people oh, yeah. have heard of it. You know, you see it in doctor's offices. But I really read The Reader's Digest. I really like The Reader's Digest because it's just got really cool little quirky, interesting things and quotes. And, and so I, I read it every month. And, and, and you can always learn something. And they have a section uh, where there's like words and the roots of words. And uh, in, I guess it's next month's Reader's Digest, one of the words, and this blew me out of my chair. Okay. Is the word kindness. Do you know what the root word is for the word kindness? Oh, give me a second. I want to take a shot at that. Okay. Um, now, you know, actually Dwight's in Orlando and I'm in Denver. He can't see me. And so I could Google it and sound so smart to him right now. That's why they, that's why they stopped doing those radio shows, you know, like phone a friend because Google, <laughs> you, know, you had 30 seconds, 30 seconds, nothing for Google. I can tell I can you exactly anything. how many toenails that person cut off. Oh, their foot. oh, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted. I'm taking my, my fingers off the keyboard. The root of kindness, kind. Okay, what are the kind. first three letters? First K- three letters. I N Ken. So it has to do with familial love. You are almost spot on. Yeah. Because kindness, and that, and the reason I love this is because I thought, oh, wow, kindness, and it relates to my Ken folk, and I should treat people as well as I treat my Ken folk, my close relatives, my close family. And then after I saw that, it was like, whoa, that's really cool. And then I had to start laughing because I know a bunch of people, and I've done this too, where I've been kinder to strangers. <laughs> you know, standing in line in the you know in, at, at Target waiting to get something, I've been nicer to people I am not related to than yeah. sometimes when I get back out to the minivan of the people I am related to. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, there's something I want to talk to Lisa and our friends about because if I'm truly kind that I'm going to treat someone the way I would my kin. I mean, because, I mean, I love you. Last night, uh, you know, I opened up the mail, and there's a T-shirt that says Life with Lisa Williams. And, and you wrote me a nice note. And it was wonderful. And you told me how you love me and you love Sheila. And, and, yes. and we treat each other like kinfolk. We're not yes. related to each other. We're from different parts of the country. But we treat each other with deep 
kindness. And when we see, you know, our wonderful friends like Beth Bacall in Atlanta, you know, the last time that you and Beth and I were together, we found one of those photo booths where you could make, yeah. you know, funny faces <laughs> and, you know, they'd give you four little pictures and we just kept taking pictures of fun stuff because we love Beth yes. and we treat her like near Ken. So with our dear, wonderful friends, we treat them like Ken. Here's the problem. And, 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 and it's not a problem that it's the word. Kindness is I should treat them like I treat my family. The problem is so many people do not treat their family with kindness. Matter of fact, that's probably the last people they treat with any kindness. It's sad. It's sad. But I was just this morning just pondering life and thinking about the past and thinking of the people who've probably hurt me the most on the planet. And, you know, you know, it's, it's Ken. People you're related to? Yeah. Yeah. See, and probably Ken vice versa. Folk, yeah. Ken folk, you know, according to the root of the word, thank you, Reader's Digest, <laughs> that's who I should feel the safest with, the most secure with. That's who I should feel the most connected to. That's who I know has my back. That's who I know, you know, will loan me money if I need it. That's who I know will be there to help me move furniture. That's who will, you know, be there to help, you know, repaint the kitchen. They're like near family. And there are some cultures, and I love this in some cultures, people who are related, they travel in a posse. They watch out for each other. Uh, I had an opportunity not long ago to, to work with uh, these wonderful, wonderful leaders in Brazil. And it was just incredible how they take care of each other. And I thought, wow. And then uh, I was at Bill Hybels Church in, in, uh, outside of Chicago, and I saw that, that there are just thousands of people every weekend who volunteer and they care for each other. Remember, people are known as Christians by their great love for each other, according to the scriptures. And when I can show great love like I would for my kinfolk with other believers, that's cool. The only weak spot, the only problem is if I'm related to them and I'm not showing them anything good. You know, one of the fruits of the Spirit is kindness. And I thought, yeah. I'm going to go deep into this word because it's a word that the Bible makes clear. This is one of the most powerful emotions. One of the best emotions you can grab hold of is kindness. And the root of that is to treat people like you are in a close relationship with them. And I thought, I want to do that. But I also know some people are hard to do that with. Right. So when I think about people I'm related to, they're my kin. Do they make me feel this warm, fuzzy, cuddly feeling inside of, man, yeah, my sister... I love my sister. She's amazing. She's one of the best in the world at what she does. Or do I get the feeling that I have for the, the neighbor has this possum that kind of raids the backyard and sometimes will come over into <laughs> our yard. And, it, and, and Sheila and I saw it one night and it was like, ah, what is that on the back porch? And it was actually because she'd left the door open and, you know, and the cat, you know, and, and the possum was there eating the cat food and the cats were all freaked out. And it was like, ah. Um, and I did not have warm, kind feelings. <laughs> In fact, I went to get my son's airsoft gun, and I thought, I will shoot this possum. And when I found out, his possums do not care about airsoft guns. <laughs> it's like, you know, yo, dude, you better. I mean, they're like, you know, thugs. It's like, you know, yo, you better bring more firepower than that. And that's what I wanted to say. You know, Man, why don't we have a real weapon here? We have an airsoft gun. Holy cow. So what you're saying is some, some of our family members make us feel warm and happy and loved and you just want to talk to them, and other people in our family are like possums. Some people were related to, it's like, you know, I don't get that warm, fuzzy, cuddly feeling. You know, ah, I don't want to be around you. <laughs> so to be kind to, with, you know, with the idea of Ken doesn't mean that I let people run over me. 
It just means I treat them like I would family. And sometimes with family, we can have very honest conversations. You and I have had those. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, because part of love, it's not always warm and fuzzy. Sometimes part of love is to say, I think you're wrong on this one. I think you need to change that. Mm -hmm. And I can uh, remember many times I've had, I think they were kind conversations, although they were on very difficult topics. And I wouldn't have brought certain emotions up. I'm going to have one of those later this week with a family member. And it's going to be real direct. I'm already praying about it. It may be very awkward, but I'm going to have a conversation about some tough subjects because that's what you do if you're near kin. I want that person to be better. I want my relationship with them to be better. And I know that it can't be better if I don't bring up stuff. Yeah. So part of kindness is saying you have spinach in your teeth. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking, you know, part of kindness then is being able to say, I love you way too much to not talk to you about this. Yeah. But but knowing, usually with those people that are safe, you, you know that they're going to receive it because they love you the same way. I mean, it's wonderful to talk about kindness today because one of my favorite things to do, and this is a wonderful reminder, is just to pick something that I am diligently working on at all times. And I have layers of those things right now, Dwight, that I'm working on. You know, I'm doing this Bible study or I'm doing this 12-step program and I'm working on all these different things. But then just to have one thing that I'm kind of carrying with me in all my interactions. And so kindness can be that thing. If anybody wants to join me on that, we just work on being kind to a teacher that we see or the person who makes our coffee or to our own children or to our spouse. Just kind, just flat out kind to them. Yeah, if I treat people with a degree of kindness, because most people on their jobs, they don't ever hear a kind word. In fact, it's uh, it's one of the biggest reasons that people quit jobs. They don't feel appreciated. They don't feel mm-hmm. valued. They don't feel like yeah. anybody cares. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's usually be, not because somebody doesn't care. It's because somebody never told them. You know, I have a, a basic principle that I use in, in counseling because uh, I've unfortunately seen a lot of people's relationships not work out. You know, I've seen more that have worked. It's usually the guy, but it might be the girl. They'll just literally go, f- you know, for months or years and never say anything kind. And then when their partner says, "Yeah, I went ahead and fell in love with somebody else," okay, they'll say, "Why would you do this? I love you. I care about you. I never wanted to lose you." And I've heard probably hundreds of times through the years of people saying, "If you really did, how come you never told me? Mm-hmm. How come you never said anything?" And here it is. How come you never said anything kind? You told me where you thought I was terrible. You told yeah. me, you know, you criticized, you were harsh, you were hostile, you, you nagged. You always pointed out my flaws, but you never pointed out anything that you liked. So yeah. I didn't figure you liked me. So after a while, you know what? The UPS guy was looking better than you and treated <laughs> me nicer. So, uh, you know, hey, I left with UPS. It's a terrible pattern to get stuck in being unkind. And, and there's a powerful spiritual thing behind kindness. I can remember times that somebody was particularly kind and said something kind and and it was transformational. Because in our culture, yeah, and maybe that's why we're talking about it, at least because I, I think that a lot of people never get a kind word. And to have someone that you know cares about you to be able to say, Wow, I really believe in you. You're making a difference. Really love you. Just to hear those kind words, I, I think it would make people cry. Because a lot of times, and I've been there too, where does anybody even care? Does this even matter? And then there's a kind word, and it changes everything. 
thank you, Dwight, for giving us something to think about and to do today. We can do it immediately in our very next interaction. From our hearts, God, from our souls, let kindness bubble up on the people we meet today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, DwightBain.com, or you can leave us both comments if you come to LifeWithLisaWilliams.com. And thinking about being kind, here's something very kind that you could do. You could provide a safe place for a child who's been rescued from the red light districts of Mumbai. They find a bed and they get food and they get counseling and they get an education. And that is funded by people just like you. So if the act of kindness that you want to bubble up out of your heart is supporting India Partners, then I've got the place for you to do that. It's lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hashtag thanks for listening.